millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. crumpets and a very warm welcome to episode 14 of no small questions i am your question master superfan sam oaks and as always it is my honor to pitch your burning questions to the wonderful stars of no small roles speaking of let's introduce the two fabulous human beings in our hot seat uh, i was worried uh, that he wouldn't make it today uh, as apparently he's been stuck in tomorrow it's our tentative tinker <laughs> orin quill played by ben galpin hi and, oh yep yeah, no, hi <laughs> And our second cast member, uh, well, she's already off her face on Frosted Cakes and kicking in Kido's ass with a wall fan. Uh, it's Gwendolyn or Carl Hilda, but better known in our material plane as Grace Kelly Miller. It's me. That's great <laughs> that I'm off my face on Frost. I kind of wish I... No, tea is fine. Tea is fine. I mean, I definitely got that from, from the last episode is like, this has become a, a big thing. And I, I kind of wonder whether Grace in real life would probably go for frosting. Who knows? If it's readily available in cakes. I mean, I just really maybe. like cakes. Yeah. So, who knows? Especially who knows? ones that get you high. Um, well, uh, as always, <laughs> yeah. uh, as always, we have some of our gorgeous patrons in the chat with us tonight, uh, including some new and exciting faces. And we have some listener questions from the No Small Role social media and Discord chats. But before we begin, here's your spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. These questions do include <laughs> do include spoilers for all episodes up to and including episode 60. Uh, so if you haven't caught up to episode 60 yet, I really recommend that you go do that now and we will catch up with you later. Okay, all that being said, let's crack on with some questions and spill some of that twain tide. Okay, yeah. so the first question that we have tonight is for both of you. And it's, uh, it's definitely starting off strong. Uh, this is from Joel Grizzle, who has asked you, if one of your characters had to kill a fellow party member, <laughs> who would it be and why? Who wants to take that one first? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I feel like we've already kind of in- inadvertently done that. Oh, yeah. We have we voted to kill one of our party already. <laughs> we didn't need to. No. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm assuming that's like, this is, this is perfect. I mean, this is definitely like dead forever dead. Yeah, yeah. Although I did kind of think that was also going to be dead forever dead, so and we. then who knows? There's 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 mm. three of them. So uh, <laughs> that was my theory out of the window. 
Um, but yeah, I suppose that was that was a chance thing. You had to take care of one. But if you just like, I, I think it's a, it's a grisly question from Joel Grizzle here. I think it comes down to who do you want to fight and kill? Okay, do you have to fight them? Because then I'm going to pick who I think I might actually be able to beat. <laughs> Whereas <Okay>. if I... <laughs> okay, actually, let's make this interesting. Who do you think you could beat in a fight? And why would you fight them? I guess for that reason. And the other one, who do you want to kill and why? Oh, okay. I feel in a fight, I feel like the only one I've got any chance against is Gaius. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he just sings. <laughs> He's, he's got all those healing oh, words, though. He just keeps bringing himself back. <laughs> well, or maybe accidentally <laughs> healing me with a bucket of water. But I, I feel like... No, he's probably got some nasty stuff up his sleeve that he can pull out. Um, but I feel like he's the only one I would have any chance of beating in a straight fight. Yeah, he'd probably just lie down and, and die. But is that the main reason for fighting him, then? Is, is like, you know, because I would beat him. But then... So who, uh, who would you then oh. want to fight and kill? Or just kill in some um, way and why? Oh, I mean, no one. <laughs> <laughs> but you have um, to. The question says you have to. Okay, make Grace answer the first bit first, what I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I think Gwendolyn could take Orin in a fight. <sighs> mm, oh, wait, yeah, no, is this that. me personally fighting? No, no, or no, is no. It my it's, character? it's character. It's character, isn't it? Uh, bit I don't think I could take Gaius as a human being. I feel like Orin could maybe. <laughs> Orin feels he could take Gaius. Okay. Ben cannot be. Okay, any, yeah. They've all got I magic. Feel like, yeah. I think I think Gwendolyn could probably take Orin in a fight, but oh, bring it on! I don't. I don't. I honestly, I don't know who I, my character would want to kill. Let's. I'm just looking at the wording again. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. It's Had to kill. Okay. I was just like, hmm. I mean, do you know what? Juna would be like, kill me first, Gwendolyn. She yeah. would. She'd she'd be like, I've I've lived my life. You might as well just go and have a bit more fun, Lev. That would be Juna. So that would maybe be why. But I think if if Gwendolyn were going to kill anyone she would have from their party, she would have a, some major need of therapy. Yeah, yeah, I, I think even with Juna particularly, surely, because you, you're so tied to Juna. So yeah, although she would be like, yeah. you know, do me. But like, even like, you know, it might have been easier to be like, oh, well, you know, Enkidu, there's a bit. But they've even started to get on now. So even that's. Yeah, plus you've done that once already, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> For me once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, so, technically yeah. this question says, I've been rereading it to try and get out okay. of this. If you're, if you're, <laughs> If one Don't of your characters had to holes. kill a fellow party member, Ruana? <laughs> oh, God, no, this isn't Taskmaster. You can't think of like... Okay, okay, okay. Cool cast. I, I would kill Enkidu because I want to then see if we killed him in combat, would all of the characters in his head pop out? Ooh. Maybe, maybe we'd then get to meet all of the characters in his head. What if they're all Erida? Or other <laughs> mini Enkidus? <laughs> mini Enkidus. Like in Centaur World, if anyone's seen that. <laughs> Niche reference. Yeah. yeah I was going to say brilliant. straight away. For, all, for all of you who haven't seen it, it is excellent. Me, it's David excellent. and Ben really got into it. When? During the oh, end of lockdown. During the end of lockdown, I think. Yeah. And they shoot tiny versions of themselves from their hoof. So <laughs> I'm now oh picturing Enkidu shooting tiny versions of himself from his feet. <laughs> 
Uh, is that not Elgis Blast? Yes, Elgis Blast is Elgis Blast to be Mini and Kidus. They're just tiny little Mini and Kidus. Oh my god! I have to say, by the way, talking about like you know pitching things, you know, go go see these. Uh, I do have to mention like one from a couple of episodes ago where David mentioned Galaxy Quest. I watched it again last night for the first time in a while. It really does hold up. So that is, we're going to plug it again. Go watch Galaxy Galaxy Quest, everyone. Good. Right. Good. Uh, well done. You, you so got through the first question. Yeah. That's a tough question, John Grizzle. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, Joel Grizzle. Yeah. I like Grizzle. it, but that's hard. I hope that uh, when you ask more questions in future, they have this same kind of level. Or it's just this question <laughs> posted just to every, every single make cast everybody member. everybody answer this question. Yeah. And then when you guys come back, he asks you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, changed. that's not enough of an answer. Do it again. See, yeah. See Could what happens killing. in 10 episodes time. Beautiful. Um, okay, I've got a question here for you from Pippa, uh, and I will be asking on her behalf tonight. It's for both of you. What would be the best and worst thing about living in Dulamere if you could be transported there? That is tasty. The worst thing is mm. flames, floods, the dead rising, and titans <laughs> tearing a world asunder. That's pretty bad. I mean, it depends if you're a titan. But I'm not. I'm a nice. <laughs> can you think of a best uh thing in that scenario hmm obviously not <laughs> this is a big it's a big uh, question because it's, it's taking question. you guys a while to think about i'm okay, having to go through I, my roller decks in my brain shall i answer what do you think yeah yeah please I, I feel like i've got my i think my best thing is just magic just mm. just getting magic to play with would be cool i would Hope if I was living Julemir, Pippa, you would allow me to have some sort of magic. Good. Pippa's thumbsed up that. Um, because <laughs> just being able to press the digitate or um, light a fire, open a door with thaumaturgy, summon a magical companion, just, ah, it would just be amazing. Yeah, all the magic. That would be the best thing. And the worst thing would be, I think, the hex. Because you just know they'd get in your life and get in the way and be annoying mm. and turn up at inopportune moments and just make a complete menace of themselves. Like, they, they seem like integrated into all elements of Julemir. You can't escape them. So, so obviously, you know, in, in game, you've, you've started to work out the areas that the hex are kind of running rampant, right? Yeah. You know, from, from the notes that you had. So if you had then the choice of living anywhere within this world, within oh. this time of Dulamir, where would you pick? I mean, Splinter Falls is part of Dulamir, isn't it? It's not part of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm looking at the QM. Dulamir is the whole world, isn't it? Dulamir is the whole world, isn't it? We're so knowledgeable about the world we find. <laughs> <laughs> I get confused because Elton Pier is the yes, continent. I'm, so Splinter Falls. Region. Well. Splinter Falls, please. Okay, Splinter Falls, very just, nice. Just, yeah. A place to study magic it. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And maybe the Hex haven't got up there. We don't know. We've got no idea if the Hex are there. That's true. It's pro- it's, I mean, there's probably something worse than the Hex, Ben. Oh, yeah. There probably yeah, yeah. is. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, it's yeah, world. Even more magical and evil. <laughs> there's a reason it's called Splinter Falls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Grace? Did you think of the best thing about, uh, yes, about Dulamir? And where, where you might place yourself? Well, the best thing about being in the world of Dulamir would be the freedom to go off on adventures with your friends Aww. and steal horses. Aww. <laughs> That's beautiful. Would that be the first thing you do? Steal a horse. No, but <laughs> this horse's name is Bessie. Mine. Just, 
just, I mean, probably the whole reason I love D&D anyway is just, you just get to be with your buddies and go yeah. on adventures. So that really appeals to me. Oh, Yeah, sorry, I was a bit mushy. No, can we all please go on an adventure? <laughs> Let's go on an adventure. <laughs> One of the other best things is that there is a 1 in 20 chance of anything you do succeeding brilliantly. <laughs> very good. That's very true. I mean, in this world, do you think people just carry a, a die around mm. with them? 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? And they're constantly asking their, constantly asking their friends to help <laughs> so they can roll it twice. <laughs> well, I can and use and my second one now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make this cake, but would you like to assist me? <laughs> ben, did you learn the guidance cantrip? <laughs> I've got this little pyramid one as well. <laughs> oh, classic. Thank you, guys. Um, okay, so we've got a question here from... Uh, this is to both of you, and it's from Dami or Dami. I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, but if you are ready, I'm going to pass it over to you. Sure. Thank you, Sam. Hi. And hello to everyone. Hi. Hi. I, I just... I'm so thrilled to speak with you and I thank you so much for this adventure. You've soothed me on many a night. <laughs> uh, but my question was um, if this campaign were to end, where do you imagine the other Fate Park 5 members would be in Gwen's and Oren's lives respectively? Ooh. Ooh. Good question. <laughs> so like kind of we finish our kind of objectives and we kind of go our separate ways who we'll, we'll stay in contact with exactly I don't think Junie would let Gwendolyn not have her in her mm -hmm. life <laughs> <laughs> so definitely Juna is is in her life I think Gwendolyn's trying to get Orin a job with her dad <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. hopefully like Gwendolyn's probably gonna like frequent Gaius's like music place and she's going to keep on chatting up as many bards as she can uh and enkidu who no i'm not sure actually Ooh. i feel like enkidu would just walk off into the distance with his other friends and we wouldn't see him again but i don't know oh i mean is there anyone that you wouldn't want to see like definitely uh, don't want to see guy again he's annoying <laughs> not yet <laughs> Let's see where the campaign goes. But yeah, at the moment, I think Gwendolyn would want to stay in contact with everyone. See if anyone try and Joel Grizzle style kill you. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody tries to kill it. Like, no. <laughs> John Grizzle style. <laughs> I think. Hmm. Yeah. I think. I agree. Joel. We've been saying John. Joel. It's Joel. Apologies. I said Joel. I think oh. yeah, we've we've been saying Joel. What I <laughs> I apologize for me getting it wrong. <laughs> Um, I think Orin, yes, likewise, I feel Juna A is, is now, you just know that Juna is going to be popping up and sending people for the rest of their lives every now and then, just out of the blue. They'll just be the voice of Juna in your head, even if you're not nearby going, you know, how's it going? What are you doing? What's happening? So I, I feel like Juna is a definite. Um... Yeah, likewise, Enkidu, I wonder. I feel like it de it depends where Enkidu ends up, doesn't it? I think so much. Like, mm. is he going to be off living in such a different world that what's the relationship there like? If he's, I don't know, if he's king or he's 
first minion to the king, or however these things work. Or some kind of demon. Yeah. Or some kind of demon. Or... or um, I suppose, uh, yeah, and if he achieves a super objective, like you say, he'll be king, but also mm. his friends will be out of his head. So technically he'll yeah. have, like, another yeah. group of mates. Yeah. I, do, I do wonder what's going to, you know, happen in that scenario. He... And Kidu would choose to... Uh, I, th- I always think he'd choose them over us. He's yeah. known them a lot longer than... He's only really known us for like three months. Yeah. And these. I think he's his... said as much, hasn't he, yeah. at one point? Yeah. It has maybe in a no small questions. Yeah. Y- you might have stood a chance if you hand voted to kill him. I think that was probably <laughs> <laughs> the clutch point. Seal the deal there. Oops. <laughs> um, but I think he'll keep in touch with... As you say... Gwen has family useful connections there that like uh and I feel like if uh Myra and Ferrisine have ended up at Gwen's family as well, like Oren's gonna be back there. Like, definitely. He wants to know all about her dad's inventions <laughs> and what's going on with that. And yeah, as you say, work work with him um as well. So he's definitely, yeah, definitely gonna keep in touch with Gwen, I think. And Guy, I think he went. They're they're cousins, or 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 it's very similar now. Like they're family. Even if he doesn't see Guy for years, like that's always now going to be a connection, isn't it? So yeah, I don't know how often he'll see Guy, but I feel like when he does, there will be you know there'll be a big reunion when it happens. I feel like Guy's one of these people. You know, he'll he'll flit around all over the earth and then just come back and tell you wild stories. You won't know which ones are real. You won't know which ones are. You know, he's blatantly making up, uh, but it won't really matter. It's like crazy uncle guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I can actually with guys. I can see him in a place like Carth when it was like described as this Bridgerton style. You know, or um, Regency style. uh, Let's promenade. I can see Guy fitting into that or. Not necessarily filling into it, but loving being a part of that scenario that yeah. I can almost see him being there. I don't necessarily know that it's in Kidu's deal. No, <laughs> I, think I don't, might, I don't it's think it's probably Oren's either, which is why mm. Oren will only see him every four years. <laughs> 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 when he's when he's out of the the, uh, the the family workshop over at Gwen's. <laughs> yeah, over in Pryden. Yeah, or opening a new branch. Mm. Mm. Okay, uh, I, I hope that answers your question well. I think they, they gave it a good crack. Oh, no. It was wonderful. <laughs> I was muted. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's no problem. Thank you so much for the question. Thank you. And is it Dammy or? It's Damie. What's the best way to pronounce it? It's Damie. 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 Perfect. Oh, like Amy, but exactly. with a D. Exactly. <laughs> Damie. Gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you for your question. I'm now putting a Damie like Amy in. Our notes, just like we've got, uh, like Ross Meikle, Meikle like Treacle. Treacle. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Let me add those. Let me if add everybody that. could have one of those, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> you actually have. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Grace. While you're typing these, we have a question now from Karen, uh, who has asked you how much of Gwen's backstory and family had been fully formed before the podcast, uh, and was there anything that has changed during this story? It was pretty well developed, actually. I've still got these kind of scrappy bits of A4 lined paper with like family and all the different names. I think I changed my brother's name because it became too similar to another person. Um, Oscan, was it? It was too close to Oscan. Yeah, something like yeah. that. So that's why it became Dorian. But that was kind of just a tweak just because, you know, it's easier to have names that sound different when you're listening to a podcast. And things definitely like, 
refined. So for example, I knew that my dad had this big like um, security thing, but it was only when I kind of realized what an artificer was that I was like, oh, David, he's an artificer. Or I come from a family of artificers. They're inventors. And once I realized that that was basically the same thing, I was like, okay, cool. That's what that is. Um, And definitely like kind of some of her relationships with her friends has definitely like kind of become clearer in my mind as I got to know Gwendolyn, but not really strayed at all from the core of everything. Just, just refined, got clearer. That's cute. And, and so not much of this has changed through the story. Like David's been very like faithful to the, the backstory that you drew up then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't really elaborate <laughs> on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing really well. David done good. <laughs> David did good. What? Yeah. It's so um, like, cause you get to have a real kind of idea of who these people are as your family. And so when he then brings them to life with a different character voice or what have you, it's quite mm. exciting. So David's just put in the group faithful, but um, happy to mess with it. I am worried. <laughs> I'm worried about like, what if my dad turns out to be a right shithead? Like, he seems all right so far. So far, who knows? Though you know, like we've we can give David details, but he will always find ways to surprise us. I just I can't wait to hear this. I'm I hope that we hear the argument with Primrose because I've been looking forward to that so much have to to wait for episode 61 see what happens yeah is that by the way is that relationship based on anything with your within your life uh or is it just something that you kind of i mean i do have a sister so (laughs) (laughs) does she listen to the podcast no does she have a sending stone (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and she calls me on it nearly every day and just tells me all sorts of things um but yeah i can definitely relate to sisterly scraps shall we say mm. so yeah it was it was important to me for her to have a sister because i wanted that and the kind of uh, the well yeah i'm gonna shut up because you haven't met prim yet <laughs> i cannot wait for this moment and I, I really hope that they're like a like a guest character or something like that, that i love it with that like the whole thing with Dwayne. <laughs> i mean i just feel oh. like everybody in gwendolyn's life should be a guest character <laughs> I, at this point i still haven't recovered and that was like over a year ago now yeah. of just being like yeah we've organized this guest and jeremy being Dwayne. that was still a lot just nailing it is the, it best. Was yeah. it's such the best a clever reveal from yeah. david and jeremy which also makes that. me think like how many other guests might turn up as family members for the rest of you mm. Mm. Uh, Treya, I don't have any family. It's fine. <laughs> that you know. Of. Well, okay. So I was going to talk about this because obviously Grace has just said like you, you, David's kept to the backstory that you wrote up. You tried to fill in all these things, and you know it hasn't changed too much. Whereas Ben did basically like here's a couple of things, and it's an open book. Please play with it. And you spent most of this campaign going what? <laughs> you know, like, Wait, I'm an orphan from this area. Okay, I need to go over there, but but also I'm a wingthrop. What? <laughs> Yeah, I did. I have given David quite a lot of room to play. Um, mm. I, where he's from, where he's travelled from a little bit, like that is from me from backstory. So uh, him having sort of travelled down through the um, Mercylands and then down to the Woden Isles, like I kind of said to David, like he's from Solmarath or Marath maybe. He doesn't know. Uh, he was young. <laughs> He's come from somewhere up there. He's gone to the Mercylands for a bit. Then he's gone to the Woden Isles. But yes, I have given him quite a lot of blanks to fill in. 
I've been more descriptive in the Wodenar stuff, I feel. That's yeah. that's more fleshed out with with who all the characters from what well, lots of the characters from Orin's past in the Wodenars. Yeah, I mean you haven't fleshed it out with us yet though. I'm still really intrigued by this soldier uh, character. <laughs> yes. Ah, yeah. So hopefully I mean, obviously, Grace, you, you do such a wonderful job as Gwendolyn, just like like picking those little threads every oh, now yeah. and then. Like just so like I think the more you wheedle, the little bit more we're gonna get. Yeah, I mean Gwendolyn <laughs> so hasn't you. fully got like she hasn't gotten onto romantic things questioning Oren yet. Maybe that's no. something she needs to do. And that was a conversation with Guy, I that think. That was Guy. I'm surprised Guy hasn't like well. got more on with like dish because guy, guy loves a little gossip he does he mm-hmm. does he wants to hear all the good stuff sorry uh karen has just put in the chat it's like yes i need to know more about this soldier <laughs> so it's, you who know, are they mm. or in like someone in uniform Niles, we serve. <laughs> oh beautiful question there karen uh okay one for both of you so this is from uh tiamat uh mr danger blade who has asked you? I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, Hello, Danger Bleed. This, Mr. Danger Bleed. Tiamat. Uh, anyway, yes, back to the question. Uh, sorry, Tiamat. Uh, <laughs> given you've been playing for a while, has there been anything that's changed from how you originally thought from creation? Sorry, did I say that correctly? You did. Uh, <laughs> has there been anything that has changed from how you originally thought? Uh, from creation or have your characters done something you thought they may not have done when you created them so basically have you broken character through this game and if you could like pinpoint those bits that'd be great (laughs) um yeah i'm trying to think i've got something go for it Mm -hmm. well i think she has grown and I didn't necessarily know how she was going to grow. So mm. I think that surprised me with kind of how she would adapt to the new situation she found herself in. Because like one of my fa- main things was like, she's going to be impulsive. But the more shit has gone down, the more she's got a bit more apprehensive, a bit more anxious, a bit more cautious than mm. she m- might have been at the beginning of this journey, which has surprised me. But I think it feels quite authentic to who this character is. Because like, it's the same with like any character we might start with in a devising process or anything like that. Like We can have a really good idea of our starting block, but until we get that character on stage or in front of people, we start interacting with others around us, you don't really know who they are. It's mm. kind of the experiences that they live that kind of start to tell you a bit more clearly. So and make them a bit more three-dimensional, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... It's there are some things that have been surprising, but kind of always in a good way because it makes a more interesting character. Mm. I think you're still kind of like a push the button kind of person, though. Even if oh, yeah. like you may you may have that like uh, I'm not going to do it on this occasion, but there's still that like kind of childlike curiosity that I get from Gwendolyn of just like you know what happens if I open that door. Um, yeah, and it also depends on who she's around with as well because like I imagine if she was it was her and Gaius, they'd probably be a bit more like okay, yeah, let's do that, and her and uh, Juna. Whereas I think with Enkidu, she'd want to kind of show him up. And with Orin, mm. she'll kind of take on what he's kind of... Like, I think they vibe off each other a little bit more because they can be a bit naughty together. They can be a bit cautious together. <laughs> I think she might try and lead him astray a little bit, but also kind yeah. of, yeah, like anything could happen when it's Gwendolyn and Orin. 
Um, mm, there's kind of sibling vibes going on there, aren't there? Yeah, uh, I think she definitely has like sees him kind of as a little brother sort of thing. So I think there's also like a bit of a protective thing as well. But they're quite a similar age, aren't they? Yeah. Well, do we do we know? Do we know? We what, don't know for a fact because we don't yeah. know how old Orin is. So I mean, <laughs> we I feel Gwendolyn... like they're a similar age. Yeah. He's old enough to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a plot twist. That would. Be. <laughs> I'm your father. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who have I been writing to? <laughs> I was replying from the book. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I named you Carhilda because. <laughs> it was not her dad, though, that named her Carhilda. Well, that's true. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to. This is. It's a, it's, a, it's a good question, this one. I'm trying to think. I don't feel like there's been, like. I think, as you said, Grace. As soon as you sort of start playing the character, you start like finding them. So quite what you expect when you're sitting there scribbling notes or talking to David in a session zero before you actually turn up and start interacting with everyone and playing with everyone is probably completely different. So I suspect Orin episode one Orin is probably very different to like even episode three Orin, let alone sort of Orin now. I mean, I feel like Orin's changed quite a bit. So in terms of sort of doing oh, stuff yeah. that... I wouldn't have thought he'd do when I created him. I mean, he's definitely opening up more than he was before uh, and being better at, I think, at the start. And I think I talked about this on No Small Questions like ages ago, that the kind of the the feeling that he constantly have of being like, when's this going to end and I need to leave? Um, I feel like he's got over that to a pretty good extent with the group and just learning to trust the group. And yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's been a big change. And I think he's learning to to deal with being involved in bigger matters, but is not great at that. Mm. Um, and going along a little bit more with what the group needs to be getting on with rather than solo horror <laughs> mission of what he wants to be doing uh not getting hopefully too distracted with what he wants to tinker with or what he wants to learn about himself and his family and everything else um so yeah i don't think there's i don't think there's any like major like oh my goodness that is completely different he's now blue um but... <laughs> <laughs> he was not blue on the character sheet. <laughs> but he was not blue on my character sheet. um but there was there was like a time what was it? There was a tiny little thing that I remember. I was just I got my notes up just to be like, what did I say about him at the start? And one of the things that I wrote originally when I was trying to like I wrote a little section called Mysteries and Motivations. And one of the things I included in that once wants to try an exotic fresh fruit he's heard of, the strawberry. And then I remember like Grace introduced the strawberry. And I was just like, oh yeah, strawberries. And I was like, oh no, that was a backstory that I don't know what they are. I've ruined it. Oh my God, it's such a core cool character thing. You're going to have to go back and read. You've got to read it. Massive retcon. Massive 57 episode retcon. Yeah. I'm like, just put just no. put Vicky at the start of an episode. Retcon, retcon, retcon. Oh god! But yeah, that was that. That's 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 about it. Oh, and like, there's there's definite like changes because like little changes when David asked us all before we met Erida and Erida revealed all our names. David asked us individually 
I believe, what names we'd all been known by. And of course, David being sneaky then added a whole load of extra names for some of us as well. But that was an opportunity to add to Orin's names. So that's when Mosquito arrived. That was from me. Um, oh. Yeah. But Volus Hemlock was... Volus Hemlock was, was David, David's. but Mosquito Ooh. was from me. And that was added when David asked before that episode about names. Interesting. And, that, and it came from backstory stuff that already existed, but it just added, fleshed out... Yeah, basically, Oren's to... time working adjacent to the hex, right? You know, when he was growing and stuff. A little mosquito. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh. Okay, another thing to pry him about there, Grace. <laughs> I've got, I should be making a list. I didn't know any <laughs> I mean, notes that... for an SQ. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be a good one for Gaius, actually, because he's got family involved in the hex. So it could be like, mm. a, hey, buddy, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what are your hex contacts? <laughs> um, whilst we are have been on a team at danger blade um question i just want to do a little shout out because he came to see um moulin rouge when i was in it and he bought oh, me wow. um the hand-painted mini of gwendolyn oh my um, god it's that, so good uh, those on the discord may have seen um him post uh she's holding a, it's my a little um frosted cupcake oh, oh my god <laughs> Um, so, Grace, maybe we can so take a good. photo and post it on the socials. I too. will take a, take a photo and yeah. post it on the socials. But she's she's fabulous. So just a little shout out to Tiamat oh. and thanks for that. Oh. That was amazing. I believe oh also Vicky and um, Daryl, uh, he turned up at, uh, at their shows and uh, gave them yeah. and painted minis. Oh, so. What an absolute star. Really lovely. Oh. So we're, we're, we're all very, very moved and very, very um, grateful. So thank you. Very nicely done, Mr. Dangerblade. <laughs> do it that way now. Uh, right. Do you know what? I'm going to stop speaking for a little while here because I'm clearly going crazy. So I'm going to turn this over to Alice, who has a question for both of you. So Alice, if you are ready, please fire away. Hello. 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 Um, so my question is, what other fantasy worlds could you imagine Gwen and Orin fitting into well? Pride, prejudice, and zombies. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, it's fantasy. Because she's yeah, yeah, she's got yeah, uh, yeah, sense, sense and sensibility, and sea monsters as well. But yeah, regency, but with shit that she can pow pow. Nice, I like it. Okay, I'm going to be mildly self indulgent. I think with my answer, classic and actually ben. say classic Ben. <laughs> Um, and I actually say, no, African lad. <laughs> actually say, I think he would fit really well into Victoriosity, um, mm. which for those who haven't listened to it uh, yet, is uh, a sort of steampunk alternative history Victorian London. And I think the kind of, there's an awful lot of like, uh, out of the world inventions and inventors um, and sort of weird electrical crossover contraptions and everything going on in that world that I just think Orin would adore. <laughs> mm. And so, yeah, I think he could, he could, he could fit into that world. Um, otherwise, like Isaac Asimov's foundation, maybe? Mm. Like, maybe he'd be one of the people that, like, spoiler alert for foundation. Spoiler alert! Um, but like when they're setting up the new foundation, the second foundation and everything, maybe he'd be one of the the people sort of in tasked with with creating the the sort of the new the new worlds. Yeah. Hmm. Have you seen like um 
Chronicles of Shannara and stuff like that. You know, or the no. um I can't remember what the books are called. The books the books are amazing. It's like uh, you know, Children of the Apocalypse and stuff like that. But it's it's basically a world where magic used to exist and then they're kind of piecing together bits of magic Ooh. to create spells and spells are coming back. I could really see Orin in that one. That um, sounds amazing. What was it called? And uh, it's I don't really rate the series that much. Uh, there's some really nice special <laughs> effects, but it kind of went a bit rom- romantic-y. But check out uh, Chronicles of Shannara. It's double N, I think. And then A-R-A-H. Yeah, check it out. You might still be able to watch it in a couple of places. But yeah, I, I could imagine Orin within that world. Amazing. Uh, I did think of one for Gwendolyn just now, and it's completely, completely gone from my head. I mean, Disney. Yeah, living within the world <laughs> yes. of Disney. Yeah. Um, I feel like June is very like Disney as well, like talking to the animals. She's very sort of Snow White um, Mm. in that sense. Yeah, that or like Howl's Moving Castle, (gasps) Studio Ghibli. Yes. Because both of us, I think, definitely when it came to art as well, like kind of drew from that for inspiration when like kind of telling um, Sophia. Such a good question. I want to remind myself what art I sent to Sophia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While I'm looking it up, can I ask Alice what worlds you would see Gwen and Orin in? Oh, yeah. I, I would have said How's Moving Castle. I think both of you would fit in incredibly well there. So, yeah. yeah. I was delighted you just said that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> it is also my favourite film. So I, that's my, fil- my go-to happy film. Aww. I mean, oh my god, I've just real hang on. You basically created Sophie. Your love interest has blue hair. Like Hal definitely what? has blue hair and he turns into a kind of like bird like spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh turns into kind of a bird like dragon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, parallels. Can we do a one shot which is like you and Jeremy in a world that's just Hal's moving castle? Because uh, yes, there's, there's stuff that they never really finished playing with in that film. Anyway, there, there's a whole mm. war going on that they just kind of like, you know, oh, we'll deal with that later. You could be a part of that war. <laughs> okay, um, you, you've heard it here first, guys. This is going to happen nice. uh, right after David does all of his other bonus contents and writing music for all these shows. That he's always <laughs> wonderful part of. Um, <clears throat> but if you could get on that right after David, that'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you so much for that question, Alice. I think that was yeah. a really uh, real thinker for you guys. <laughs> Uh, I would also say both of you belong in Lord of the Rings. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Orin does. <laughs> uh, I, I could see you in there. Maybe you could probably turn up somewhere in Rings of Power. Yeah, in Rings oh, of I Power, it'd be any. spoiler alert. It'd be one of the dwarves working like mm-hmm. in that world. Maybe would he? Don't know. Maybe not the the smashing of the rocks, but I think maybe like a, a half <laughs> the weirdly dwarf perfect student. rounded rocks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't feel that's a spoiler. Is that a spoiler? There are round rocks. No. Enjoy. There are round rocks. <laughs> and dwarves in the world of Lord of the Rings. Surely not. My God, you've blown my mind. <laughs> okay, let's move on to another question. This one is actually from David, uh, who has asked both of you, which of Gervain's problems are you most worried about? <laughs> <laughs> David's just fishing political... for, for, for plot info I, here, isn't he? I know, right? <laughs> So like, which bit should I concentrate on and make nightmarish? Uh, so you worried about the political landscape, the consortium founder's secrets, the criminal underbelly, the faceless foot... I mean, he didn't say this one, but the faceless <laughs> footman, uh, other shambling mounds. What are, you, what are you worried about? Erida? 
What, what's what's your main concern? Okay, well, Orin is not worried about the political landscape because we don't need to get involved. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the consortium found the secrets. Is I think I feel like that's that's the worry, isn't it? <laughs> that's the worry for me, and I feel like that's the one for Orin. <gasps> what are Kral and them all up to? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the main concern i feel i feel like orin has dealt with the criminal underbelly in the past i'm not saying he's like it's fine but the criminal underbelly always will be around always is going to continue to be around we'll probably mess around with it a bit it will probably burn us at times but i don't feel like we need to try we can't try and change it we're not going to be able to try and change massively the criminal underbelly whereas the consortium found us secrets they're big. They're, I feel like they're coming for us. <laughs> and I feel like if we don't figure that out, the world is going to end in flames, floods, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'd say Gwendolyn is probably straddling the consortium founders. Wait. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the political landscape. I think political landscape has really hit hard for her um, hearing about, uh, what's her name again? That's terrible. Um, the one that got... Uh, Dwalia. <laughs> what? Was it Dwalia? What? No, who no? was the... Who, no, I thought we were trying I'm to I'm talking say. about um, the housemaid, Jasana. Jasana, yeah. sorry. That's what I meant. Who's Dwalia? <laughs> Dwalia? I don't know. Is she something from? from another fantasy world? I think that's like a Dwalia and something else like that. But yeah, Dwalia. hearing about what happened to... <laughs> David <laughs> says canon. me now. <laughs> canon. Dwalia. She's never called Dwalia. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jasana. Yeah. Did you just say retcanon? Oh, I don't know. Retcon. 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 I said retcon, but it might have come out funny out of my mouth. I can't help it. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in rehearsals all day. Leave me alone. Um, Jasana, that hit hard for um, Gwendolyn because that, that, and knowing that it's happening, you know, people, just normal people taking the blame. Like, I mean, oh, yes, mm. Jasana was involved, but like, she didn't deserve that. Yeah, I think that's, and I think I think she's becoming a hardcore Prevost supporter by the minute. Yeah, I feel like that Orin and Gwen have got that in common, haven't they? Yeah, it's like yeah, Prevost. Yeah, sorry, Inky, you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry, I just I had to Google who the hell Dwalia was. Uh, it's from something that I have not read in a long time. Anyway, carry on. Uh, <laughs> not a nice character either. Oh no. No. Yeah, that one did did really hit home. The, uh, kind of, and I, I said this to Jeremy when we spoke on Superfan Chats. It's like it's it's kind of his worst fears about like you know David's wheel kind of continually turning. Mm. Uh, what do you reckon happened to Oskin? Do you reckon he's all right? Should that be one of your concerns? I'm worried about what happened to Oskin. Certainly, mm. yeah. Like Orin certainly is, yeah. Because I mean, Orin included it in his letter when he wrote when he wrote of back to the yeah, yeah. to be like. Has he turned up there? Is he okay? What's going on? Like, especially now, Gisana, we know what happened to Desana. Yeah. Like, and that was like part of their demands as well, wasn't it? That yeah. bad things wouldn't happen to them. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So that was important to them when they were leaving Telesham. And it still is like, yeah. Oscar's just a kid. Like, he he's might just be a an kid. annoying little kid, yeah. but he's still a kid. <laughs> the thing is, all you, kids you are can... annoying. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could probably. With relative safety, say that Oskin's not been axed off at this point, because that definitely would have been a rallying cry. Yeah, uh, that yeah. that Prevost would have used. 
say in whatever capacity should be alive somewhere but i mean maybe maybe ben this soldier of yours will come back you know with with our skin uh on their shoulders and be like you called that's the audition for i would play that character have no fear I, david if you need a guest character to play a soldier just send me ben's backstory oh, dear. Next word in our spin-off. Oh, that's a way to try and get the backstory. <laughs> oh, I just have an idea of this guy turning up at the same time as Ginger as well. It's like, we oh, both no. run from a continent away. <laughs> run through the water. Oh, God. Okay, next question then. Uh, this one is again for both of you, and it's from our good friend Ross Meekle Rise with Treacle. Uh, so, Ross, over to you, mate. Hiya. Um, you've kind of already alluded to it um, earlier in the in the chat. But um, uh, the Fate Mark V are increasingly involved with large-scale political stuff. Um, and I'm wondering what's keeping your characters with the Fate Mark V uh, as things do seem to get increasingly hairy. Mm, nice question. Um, first of all, Ross, thank you for calling it the Fate Mark V and not the Abracalas. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate bonus points in my book for that one. Uh, um. oh, I've, ju- I've just seen here in the notes that he said same question to Grace, but with uh, Abracalas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, yeah, because there's, there's definite political stuff as as you say, Ross, that I've just sort of mentioned earlier that Oren is not on board with um, killing kings, etc. Um, no, but I think he's being kept with them because, well, because they've become they have become a they've become a unit and they've become they have become that D and D found family thing and or in the case of um, a guy, literal family um, and. So I think selfishly from that point of view, and also if to be completely selfish about it again, like I feel like Oren feels like he's probably got more chance of getting answers that he wants with the group mm. than going solo at this point. And still probably feels like he can hopefully have enough of, uh, what's the word, you know, not, uh, that the Enkidu will uh, listen to the opinion of the group enough to maybe be open to be swayed <laughs> and to listen yeah. and not go off and do crazy to things with the royal family. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In a nice way, not in a not in a nasty way. In a just a yeah. But yeah, ultimately, I think yeah, like Orin just has found this group of people that he likes hanging out with and are are helping him develop and helping him yeah learn and change and it's a journey he's enjoying <laughs> if we want to get like <laughs> cheesy about it yeah and uh, martin s has just put a something that might be quite pertinent <gasps> oh of course yes uh martin very good point they are sticking together for the spoons <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you're not allowed i don't think to compete on your own in the spoons competition so you've got to be a group so as soon as they got the spoons and they've won that competition done bye <laughs> just rename the uh the podcast spoons and politics <laughs> spoons and the politics. rest of the party will be dropped like a used tea bag <laughs> Is that, do you think, same for you then, Grace? 
Um, from Gwendolyn's perspective. I mean, Gwendolyn's in a bit of a funny moment where, like, where we kind of left off with her in um, episode 60, because I think she's definitely been worried about how her family were going to react to mm-hmm. her elopement and everything like that. So kind of being welcomed back with open arms by Kasula, that kind of opens up the opportunity to go home in a much more realistic way than it has been in a very long time. So I th- Did that surprise you? Yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking she'd get a bit more of a telling off. Um, mm. But then again, also, I think the ultimate, I, ultimate like, result of it isn't that surprising. Like She's very close to Kasula. I think she's surprised that by the forgiveness, but also when she thinks about it, actually, it makes a lot of sense. Um, same with her father. Um, unless they've all been taken over by wing thraps, who knows? Maybe it's mm. not really them. Ugh. Who knows? It's David. <laughs> oh, um, that's a I whole can not. of worms. I hope no, not. I, th- I think your dad has his own codex. It's like no, the, the petals, he hasn't got a codex. The petals of the rose or something, oh, he right? doesn't you need know, to be taken like over. Each of the petals. You're actually plant-based in that film. Oh, my God. <sighs> um, yeah, I don't... I, th- I think... This is a bit of a crossroads for her. This it could be an opportunity to give up and go home. But Gwendolyn is also stubborn, and I think no. She... <laughs> so she probably will stick at it, especially if she'd stick at it as long as Enkidu did. She's not one to back out before Enkidu. So <laughs> that is that is her super objective. <laughs> yeah, it's just basically be better than Enkidu. Um, <laughs> so, but Take I his walk and improve in a relationship yeah. with him. One of the two. I mean, yeah. I don't know about that. Um, we'll see. Uh, I definitely think she's also a bit concerned about Enkidu and where he's at with wanting to kill potential people to the throne so i think she also maybe just wants to stick around to like keep an eye on that yeah so i think there's yeah, a good idea yeah there's a mixture of things but yeah, she could go home at this point but then there's going to be a debarge waiting there yeah but her family are behind mm. her and she didn't realize so they don't give a shit about the departures. Unless that's a ruse to get her to go home and marry <gasps> Colin. Oh, oh my God. No, gasp. 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 I have to say, I really love that moment where you just literally ended the fight by being like, I can't, I don't want to do this. Like, that was such a, <laughs> a, a joyous moment in that last episode. I didn't even realise you could do that in D&D. <laughs> Stop fighting? What? Stop. You don't have to fight to the death. It's amazing. Wow. To the death. I just said that. <laughs> so actually, I, I should ask this question. Um, thank you so much there, Ross, by the way. Thank you. Uh, but since we are kind of talking about Gwen's family, or Kyle's family, and uh, Kasula, I do have a question from Kit, who's asked about the introduction of this character. Uh, and so what, what's it been like having such a key figure from your character's backstory come into play? And how much of that did you and David discuss about beforehand? And has there been anything that surprised you? So we did kind of get a little bit into, like, you definitely fleshed out the backstory. Was Kasula like, a, a fully realised character before David brought her in? Or did he kind of bring a bit of a different energy with her? Um, she, she was definitely quite detailed in my backstory because she was this mentor, then 
stepmother situation there was like there, there are like kind of little moments like little scenes i have in my head of like mm. you know gwendolyn finding out that there's a relationship between her mentor and her dad that was a big thing especially as a young teenager and a young teenager who was struggling to keep a hold of her temper as well full of hormones so she's definitely had her teenage shouting matches with your mother with Kasula. So Kasula has seen her at her absolute worst. And so knowing all of that's in there, but also she has she has been the mother to Gwendolyn that she kind of didn't have until she, like, because Kasula didn't come into her life till she was about, I want to say like 11, 12 off the top of my head. So oh, right. it was quite like, I mean, Juna, like there are lots of like kind of women in the household that she's kind of close to, but they were, people who were part of the staff so and i suppose kasula did kind of start off as staff but then a different kind of staff teacher sort of thing so yeah i think david brought in like those kind of teacher mentory elements in really well with just like the kind of okay we're gonna go out warm down all that sort of thing yeah um, the poking with the stick yeah oh, so good. and she's strict so with gwendolyn <laughs> she she is strict with gwendolyn but in a in a loving way like hmm. i think she she see probably i mean this is just me completely guessing but who knows they're fictional characters i can do this um but maybe she sees <laughs> a lot of canon. sees a lot of herself in gwendolyn and therefore knows how to deal with her and um how to like to push her to push her to get the best out of her but not push her so much that like she's gonna hate her um, and I think because they've gone through something as big as a transition from mentor to also stepmom, they have been through a lot together. Mm. Um, did I go off track with the question? No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I would go back to the question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, when no, you're think, answering something, you're like, did yeah. I actually answer what I was asked? No, I think you, I think you have answered yeah. that just question. Just asked it if you want yeah. a cup of tea or not. Like. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, Kit, could you let us know if, if Grace has answered your question or not and we can ask it the next time Grace is on the show. Or she can just put it in the show note, in the, in the middle bit yeah, of the next episode. I'll just, I'll just be like, hey, hey, hey yeah. Kit, how you doing, mate? Uh, chat, chat, chat. <laughs> Done. Amazing. Uh, okay, uh, on to another question from Pippa for both of you. Uh, so having released the two-year recap recently, um, the cast discussed some of their favourite moments. But if you could relive any moments... Uh, looking down the cycle of strings and make a different choice, which moment comes to mind and what would you do differently? That's a banger of a question, mm. Pip. Thank you. Yeah. S- several moments. Can we have several? <laughs> do you have to pick one? <laughs> uh, I mean, does any one stick out to you more than another as you're, as you're looking down those strings? Which enemy did you help most? Uh, I guess. Mm, yeah. Crow. Leading crowd. Leading crowd. Yeah. That's a really Wish bad we'd one. we'd realised sooner that we just needed to get rid of him. It was a real Gollum moment though, wasn't it? It was just mm-hmm. like, we've let, let him too close. Mate, Karen says fire and fire elemental was a wild choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the one. No, I I would I change the gloves of shocking grasp on the the plant creature. <laughs> that's that's my big my big moment. <laughs> I mm, I'm slightly tempted to say Orin would go and set the table for like three months Ooh. and see what happens. 
But I mean, you probably still would have died or in that. Oh, people, well, actually, yeah, yeah people maybe. still would have died. Yeah, yeah, yeah at the probably that 24 and hours you'd have had happened. to deal with that for three months. Oh, oh yeah, God. maybe not. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I did ask, David, did this come up in a no small questions? Like, what would happen if Orin had just been like, mm. I said it for a year? <laughs> like, with yeah, the podcast. I think, I think, he's, I think, <laughs> I think he said it, it went on to hard mode. Yeah, yeah so it was like yeah. everything would just be <laughs> that much harder to accomplish. But you could have got to like episode yeah. 30 and then yeah, be like, like, and now yeah. we reset. <laughs> there's just one of you left and you get to episode 30 and then you finally die like yeah. some a titan comes in let's say titan titan comes in finishes you off and then you go back i think oh, though oh my God. the big moment that i would want to change is going in and doing the second wing throw test because mm-hmm. that was yeah. a definite oh no we've done really bad here and now there's no way out of this so i think knowing what we know about how that was going to end that is something, yeah, that would go yeah. back and change. And I think Gwendolyn would do that. Grace, as a player, I wouldn't want to change anything because it's oh, all no. juicy, juicy character development. And yeah. even yeah. when David makes us bloody cry because it's so totes emotion, I still wouldn't change it because it's just a roller coaster and it's great. Absolutely not. And it's funny, though, that there was a heck of a lot of information that you got. I know the information was restricted to yes. higher-ranking family members, but you still did get a heck of a lot of information from doing that advancement test. Yeah. So it's on balance. I think it was still a bad choice. <laughs> we, we got a lot of information and we've also got a rank within the family that's higher. And mm. I do feel as Ben that that might be useful down the line. Whatever happens, you will rank higher than, than Myra as well. So oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take that, Myra. <laughs> How high in the wing traps are you, huh? <laughs> Not even a recruit. <laughs> Maybe she is. Maybe she ran off and did the test. Oh, my oh. God. <gasps> no. They haven't turned up in Pride in No. Oh no. I think the family just said they were on the way, didn't they? We know they're on the way, did they say in June Ascending at one point? I just, after Grace did that whole, like, you know, can you send somebody out to meet them? I got this like, you know, late at night, all the riders like head out in different directions to scour the lands <laughs> to look for two girls. Oh, no. uh, Pippa, great question. Thank you so much as per usual. Uh, oh, and uh, the next question is from me. Uh, also for both of you, had the Fate Mark V, uh, or for Grace? No. For lads, uh, had that Just never been assembled? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to be uh, Daryl. He'll even say yeah. lads as po- He'll probably record Abricolads. some extra in. <laughs> Daryl's voice It'll comes just out be, of nowhere. Yeah. Abracalads, Abracalads. Halfway through Ross's question, just Daryl's voice turns up. Abracalads. <laughs> uh, anyway, had that group, whichever you want to call it, never been assembled, uh, where do you think your characters would be now? Oh. Um, wondering somewhere up through <laughs> Trevane. Um... Where would Oren be now? Like aimlessly? No, not aimlessly. No. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, he would be. Well, he was. He was trying to get to Solmarath. So hmm. by this point, would he have made it there? Would he have accidentally wandered into the Wingthrups on the way? Maybe. Mm. Would he have, as he was heading north, just met people with interesting inventions and been like, "Oh, what's this about?" And then 
fallen into that, I wonder if he would have done. But yeah, otherwise, I think he'd be he'd be heading up north, or maybe he'd have been sidetracked off and be tried. Maybe he'd be uh, at the Mercylands at the moment. Maybe he'd have found a boat. He'd be across there, looking what's going on. Or he'd be in the Archimedes Consortium. I don't know. Oh my God! So thank God the Africa lads came yeah. along. <laughs> He had loads of places he wanted to go. Do you think, yeah, we're, we're looking at kind of like an Alfie track for Orin. Like maybe that's the kind of the other side of the coin. Like Alfie yeah. found a place where their skills fit in, where they could learn yeah. more. And it all seemed fine up until the point where they yeah. realised that something really dodgy was going on and had to get out. I can kind of see Orin getting into a situation yes. like that. Yeah, I think he might have bounced around through a few different organisations trying to find um, <laughs> where he fitted in. He wouldn't have bounced around in the hex because he he knows about them, so he wouldn't have done an Alfie in that. But um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, maybe he'd have haplessly wandered into the Arcanist Consortium or into the the Wingthrops or something, not knowing what he's getting into. I like that, and I'm assuming uh, Gwendolyn would be face down in a ditch, uh, covered in frosting. <laughs> It all depends whether she got through the Lockholt Woods in the first place, going through the because she would have been aiming for Tillisham. Mm. So if she she probably wouldn't stolen a horse without Gaius's um, no. encouragement. So she would have been travelling on foot. How she would have got on with panthers, lions, and tigers and bears? Oh my, don't know. And crow. So had she survived it, got to Tillisham, probably in pretty dishevelled state. And then would she have given up at that point? I don't know. She would have found out a bit of information about Dwayne, but she would have probably been, you know, keeping on the drain, on the Dwayne train uh, <laughs> as much as she could until she found him, I think, or until she was doing so badly that she gave up and went home, tried to get home. I don't know why. I just kind of, I thought you were going to say doing so badly that she dies and then becomes another revenant. <laughs> and joins Art oh. in, uh, in chasing Dwayne for the rest of his days. <laughs> potentially, potentially. Um, there's a little question in the chat as well about whether she would have fallen in with the Von Tells. Possibly. I think it depends on how Ooh. desperate she was feeling and if that was an offer of comfort and a bit more of the life she was used to, especially if she'd had a horrific time mm. in the Lockholt Wood, then. Um, Possibly. She probably would have appreciated the kindness. And of course, as we know, they would have taken the opportunity to take advantage of her standing and stuff. So, But mm. to, be, to be honest, depending on how long it would have taken her to get through the Lockhelt Wood on foot, maybe all that shit would have been going down already. Maybe she would have got yeah. like just in the, in the wave of zombie animals mm. as they erupted out of the woods. Do you reckon that would have happened without your involvement? Because, you know, there were there were certain triggers that you guys set in motion for that True. event uh, happening when it did. But, I mean, it, I mean, it probably would have gone ahead. Other people might have got involved. Other adventurers, perhaps. I think Crow was always going to be coming for the Vondells in some way, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he might not have found Rowana. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I think he was coming for the Vondells and I feel like did he know where they were? I feel like he knew where they were without us yeah I feel bad things were coming to that town whether we were there or not 
I wonder yeah. if Crow would have burnt the folly. That's an interesting wonder. Mm. He probably wouldn't. There's quite a lot of information in there, but people would say that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just move in. Yeah. Be his new underground lair. Yeah. He'd probably like that. Him and the faceless footman hanging out there. I really like, by the way, that the answer to my question is just, like, really bad. Like, so much worse <laughs> than what's going on at the moment. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, Grace, you raise a very valid point. Orin would have probably just died in the cave is the answer to what would happen to Orin. <laughs> Like, he'd be dead in a cave. He'd be <laughs> petrified, he'd turn to stone. The end. <laughs> he'd be like, I'm going to collect these eggs, and then get turned to stone. Ah, <laughs> uh, a single episode campaign. Would have been great. <laughs> okay, um, one for you then, Ben. This is from uh, Stuart Townend. Uh, if you could get Orin to invent any item uh, to help with modern life, what would it be? Um, a robot to empty the washing machine. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I just want okay. something to like <laughs> empty the washing machine, hang up the washing on the line, and then pack it away nicely afterwards. <laughs> but in particular, that bit from taking it from the washing machine to like hanging it up—that's what I want. Just a little robot that goes along and does that for you. Yeah, Karen's just said I'd buy that. The amount of times uh, that like I've had to wash my stuff again because I've not got around to taking it out of the washing machine, and you know when you're then like, oh, probably smells now. <laughs> I probably should wash that again. <laughs> So if I just had a little machine that just stood obediently next to the washing machine, waited for it to finish, and then just opened the door, hung it all up, and then just went and sat on the sofa and watched some telly or whatever it wanted to do afterwards, like <laughs> I would be quite happy. Using my energy. <laughs> uh, okay, Stuart, if you want to start working on that, uh, I think it's a question because he's planning to build it. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll make right. it. That's fine. I've yeah. already got one buyer. Karen's going to buy it, so that's sorted. <laughs> it's going to cost <laughs> four million stand. pounds, Karen, just so you know. <laughs> um, right. Uh, let's have another question from Pippa. Uh, so now that you're uh, recording both online and face-to-face using the pod track, which looks really cool, by the way, is there anything you've had to approach differently regarding your playstyle or how you interact across the table versus behind a screen? reminding people to aim at their microphone when they're uh, when we're recording together because it's so easy to like be like oh okay I'm talking to this person I want to look at them but then mm. completely move off mic and then you can't hear you and then that's uh, really annoying and it's, it's like yeah that's really odd I never thought about that being a dynamic do you just like turn the microphone with you whenever you sorry I'm I mean... doing it myself now turn the microphone with you whenever you I think it's just it, it, it's just like it's something we're going to have to work out with our setup just to make sure that it's easy to kind of pivot, still mm. keeping your mouth like directed at your microphone, but also being mm. able to interact with each other. Because when we're all actors, we want to look at each other's faces yeah. and like, you know, have those moments to look at each other. So I think that's just, but I think that's something we just need to get used to. Just like we had to get used to recording on Zoom, we will adapt um, because it's certainly such a pleasure to record in yeah. person. Mm. Yeah, it's a total joy. I think we've learned we want a round table (laughs) so we can all like see each other rather than like being on all sorts of different sides of tables. Um, We've learned we need quite a bit of space. We've learned like crosstalk is another thing that like on Zoom, you can just be like, whoop, and you're muted uh, in the edit a little bit more. Whereas, you know, when you're all sat around a table together, we just have to be a bit more careful about that. But I think you get so many nice benefits from all being in a room together as well and being able to like see each other and 
just sort of pick up different energies and stuff. And one of the other lovely things that we've discovered we can do with our lovely pod track, thank you so much patrons for our amazing new recording equipment as well, I'm just going to say that, is mm-hmm. that we can play music at the same time. Oh my God, well. that was so good in the recaps. So we can just, we can have, we can either have music that comes in on the, you know, for the recording, but also we can just play appropriate background music just to set the tone and we've had a little experiment with that Mm. and found it to be highly effective in setting Mm. the tone for us it certainly did for gameplay i'm interested to see i still haven't oh yeah we've not listened to to that back yet so it might (laughs) be awful (laughs) but it felt it felt so cool yes it felt we felt really immersed in it um by being able to have music playing into our headphones whost we were yeah doing that so it fingers just crossed it, it sounded really good away. like listening to the recaps as well it sounded really good particularly when those bits play because you can kind of hear you guys <laughs> reacting while you know as hearing it for the first time as we're hearing it as well it was really fun uh, yeah i really enjoyed that looks like a good bit of kit it's a fantastic bit of kit and i we are very grateful to have it um, yes um but well, obviously on, on behalf of the patrons you are very welcome <laughs> Thank you all for supporting thank us. Thank you. Yes, thank you it so much. It really for is amazing. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I think we will still do stuff on online sometimes because, yeah. purely for uh, logistics, you know, if you're rushing home, stuffing some food in your mouth and going, let's play D and D, it's sometimes a bit easier than having yeah. to travel the other side of London to get to a certain mm. person's house or something. So, yeah, I think the fact that we have both options is very exciting. Amazing. Okay. Uh, we got a little bit more time so there's a couple of questions here we'll we'll finish off with uh so starting with uh mike c's question for you guys are there any and it kind of follows on from what we've been talking about here in a a kind of way uh are there any plans to put on a live theatrical show uh so it would be awesome to see a bunch of people uh a bunch of theater people play DD live uh i completely agree so uh, is, has there been any talk in the background about doing something like that? Getting a theatre space, playing D&D in front of an audience, letting the audience get involved? <laughs> it's definitely something that has been in our minds. And both mm. me and Ben separately saw a show mm. at Edinburgh, yes. which mm. um, did it very well. Uh, interactive. What was it called again? Uh, uh, the 20-Sided Tavern, to, yes. to give them a shout out. They're fantastic. Really, really cool. They're usually based in America, but they came over for the Edinburgh Fringe. So if you see any... Uh, or to our American listeners, I mean, I know it's mm. a big place, so I don't know where they're based. Um, but to our American <laughs> listeners, if you do I'll get the out. chance to see the 20-sided tavern, yeah, Ben, do some research. Um, then go check them out because it was really fun. They had this element where you could, uh, you got given a dice, a die as you came in and that like kind of, it was like blue, red or white, basically. And then that was like, okay, I'm going to follow the fighter during this or I'm going to follow the spellcaster. And you scanned a QR code, which you could then vote on some of the choices that they were making. So it had oh, loads of cool. really cool interactive things and stuff. So that was really cool to see that as an inspiration. I think we mm. would do things differently. Obviously, we would want to do diff- things differently anyway, because otherwise we're just stealing someone else's idea. And, <laughs> and now, now we've named them. Good. We definitely now can't we, get away with that. That would just be really uncool. <laughs> <laughs> we we oh. legally can't, we can, uh, yeah, we can't claim that we didn't know about them. and i think definitely like since the beginning we've always thought it'd be really cool to record an episode live Mm. but i think being able to bring in some of our theatrical expertise would be cool yeah 
um, obviously, like Daryl is a real life monk. Mm-hmm. I mean, not actually a, a like religious monk, but like has the skills <laughs> of like you know he's got all, some amazing martial arts skills. Vicky is superwoman, like mm-hmm. she's really physical, and like I can drink tea, so <laughs> some real <laughs> some skills. Ticking boxes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got them. Um, we got real life chemists. Say, Vicky is Vicky is definitely what. what? class would vicky be we did talk about this once barbarian but, yeah, she... but like if i was gonna, i was cast vicky as gwendolyn i think vicky would Ooh. play a really like mm. physically would play a really good gwendolyn oh that's really interesting i think i'm I much more think... likely to physically play juna so <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. i like tea it's fine you can be uh jenny uh <laughs> fair <laughs> actually i play gaius Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's a character with a G. Yeah, it's, it's got a character your name with a G. I'd give it some swagger. It would be great. Musical. And you've got the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it would be it would be joyful to do something live at some point, definitely. Um. And yeah, it'd just be we just have to figure out when and where and how and and what we would do because I don't think we'd I don't think we'd just want to do like a record a regular episode. I think we'd want to do something. We want to do a show. Yeah. Liven in the moment. Yeah. yeah. A show that is, has elements of D&D, but like, yeah, that is D&D, but also it would be like, you know, probably different characters and all sorts of things, but it'd be, Mm -hmm. it'd be very cool. Um, cool. So, um, watch this space. The, uh, <laughs> watch this space. Cam- Camden Fringe, yeah. yeah. Great. So yeah, 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 sure. Edinburgh Fringe 2023 with her. Yeah. <laughs> I have looked up the 20 sided tavern. They are going to Chicago. They're going to the Broadway Playhouse in Chicago from October the 27th to January the 15th. So, uh, if you're in Chicago, go and see them. Yeah. They, they were brilliant. Absolutely. Oh, they brilliant. were so good. And if you're not in Chicago, go to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go together. Yay! Ooh, flights are expensive. <laughs> uh, okay, so last last question. Uh, this one is for Ben because Karen wants to know. Uh, and apparently, I have in brackets here. She has photo evidence of concept, <gasps> and this is more of a half suggestion. Could Aggie get some goslings in the form of teacups? I mean, yes. I would like. <laughs> Oh my god, that is such a good drawing, Karen. Oh, oh my god, that's I love the way they're just marching. Listeners, this is too adorable. We have oh a beautiful Karen, please send yellow... us the picture so we can put it on the Instagram. I mean, I love the way Aggie looks for a start. Aggie but those little kind of following marching teacups are so cute. Oh, she is yellow with a beautiful pattern, and she's got steam coming out the top of her lids. And then she's got two little goose-footed teacups following behind with tea bags. <laughs> and, like, tea- oh, and the tea's like me. splashing out. And- oh, my this God. is too. It's cute. giving me kind of um, uh, Fantasia vibes with the like the splashing of the buckets and stuff, but not as ominous. It's really cute. <laughs> Karen, that's oh amazing. God. Round of applause for Karen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Podcast applause. That probably... Oh, no. That's it all cuts true. out on the Zoom. No, no, no. Uh, you, you can add in we'll special add it effects. In on our right? yeah. Yeah. It's fine, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you like a- <laughs> Yeah, do the audience one. Yeah. yeah. It's a massive crowd. That oh. is... Oh, yes. Gorgeous. Yes, 100%. Um, yes. And, um, yeah, stealing that now, Karen. That's in, that's in the show. <laughs> I can't wait to meet them. Oh, my God. 
god, that's such a good drawing. I well, did you hundred percent just? I'm gonna. I just need to figure out what spell it is that I can just reconfigure a spell as teacups, Gosling key teacups. It's happening. Can you, when you get access to more infusions and stuff like that as an artificer, mm. can you add more homunculi? Would it be? Um, I'd have to check. I'd have to check. Maybe. Yeah. I've maybe got another pearl. You can split your one homunculus between. Like three. <gasps> David <laughs> says, animate goes. tiny objects, which I believe is a spell mm. that I can get later. Hmm. <laughs> it's happening, guys. It's happening. That's, that's. Yes. You, Thank you, you, you watch this space. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, guys, uh, this has been uh, chaotic at times. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had my mind frazzled in so many ways, but oh my God, the questions have been so good. There've been some real like thinkers and some real shockers in there as well, and uh, I love the way it started as well. That that message from Joel, uh, um, really lovely as well to have like so many new patrons coming in and yeah. saying hi and sending yeah. you quite like we really really appreciate it. So lovely and to get to meet more of you. Sorry if we didn't get to your question. Me, me and Grace, we we answered them fully, <laughs> and I apologise if that means that we didn't get to everyone. Yes, we got chatty. We got chatty. Yeah. And silly. <laughs> There's actually, yeah, yeah. You, you missed a lot of questions. Oh, uh, no. Well, You're going to have to answer them in a, in a bonus conversation. You'll just have to invite <laughs> us back. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Come back to my hot Said, seat. I'll do the exact same intro. <laughs> Sorted. Episode 15 of No Sport Questions. <laughs> ben and Grace are back. Whee! <laughs> cool. See you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for the listeners this has been ben galpin and grace kelly miller uh talking to us all things up to episode 60 thank you so much for sending in your questions uh and we will see them next week when we talk about this again yeah. uh, <laughs> but otherwise in the meantime have a little look at the patreon uh if you're not a subscriber be a subscriber follow them because it means that they get nice shiny equipment every now and then thank you for it um also check out the discord because there's always conversations going on there uh and loads of interesting content i love the discord oh my god i turned off i didn't realize that notifications got disabled on my phone i was like the discord's been really quiet (gasps) for a week and realized notifications have been disabled and now i've seen everyone's messages sorry everyone And you don't have to be a patron to be no. part of the Discord. If you're thinking that that's the reason you're not on it, join it. And also, if you're a technophobe like me, it free. it's free. It's free, and it's actually once you mm-hmm. click on the link, it's a lot easier to get involved than you might. It think. is actually quite user friendly, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, once once you get past, like, yeah, it seems quite uh, overwhelming at first, but then once you start realizing that there's literally places where everything goes yeah. naturally, and they can have a gossip uh, with us. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's like playing Chucking D&D. Little, it seems complicated at the first, theories. but it's really easy. If you have somebody to tell you the rules all the time, thank you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise for telling everyone all the rules all the time. I couldn't play one. D&D without you. <laughs> you definitely need at least one. You're my emotional uh, support player. <laughs> Oh, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, you guys listening at home have enjoyed this as well. Sam desperately uh, trying to wrap that, up. That may be all we have time for. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Grace and Ben, uh, there's one thing left to say. Oh, yeah. You ready? Are we going to get everybody to unmute if they want oh, to? Let's you don't get everyone to, to unmute. Now. And so. then if they want to join in with saying the three word anon We're for now. Anon for now, yeah. Just Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, all, th- all three words. Everyone unmuted. And on, 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 Goslings. Oh. Wee, and on, and on, and on, and on.
Hello, goslings. I'm back again to say a big thank you to superfan Sam Oakes and to Grace for joining us for this week's No Small Questions. Now, you can also check out our Discord, as we mentioned. There's a link down below in the show notes, and there you can already see Karen's fantastic art of Aggie and the Goslings, as well as some of Tiamat's other amazing painted minis that he's created for us on there. Don't worry, we are also going to be sharing both of those on our socials as well. So do have a look at our Instagram and our Twitter, where you'll hopefully be able to see them very soon. Now, there are lots of exciting things happening over on the Patreon. For a start, if you're thinking, how can I join in the chat live in those more questions as it happens? Well, the answer lies on our Patreon. There are also some fantastic bonus features, including outtakes, other behind-the-scenes audio, our no-small-talk chat show that we do after the show, and, ooh, talking of chat, Daryl has been working on an exciting new treat called The Rambler's Rest. And the first couple of episodes are pretty much ready to go, with special guests Chris and myself. So if you uh, sign up to our Patreon, you should be seeing those appearing on your feed very soon. All you need to do if you're wanting to find out a bit more or to sign up is click on the link in the show notes or visit patreon.com forward slash no small roles. We will be back this weekend with episode 61. So we'll see you in Fall or Fail very soon. Right, I'm off to research the tiny servant spell. Ah, looks like it's third level. Gonna have to wait a little bit for that. And none for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.